Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, from the scripture, we know that God created sex so that we can bond in the marriage relationship. It's a powerful gift, and we have to treat it respectfully and thoughtfully. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and today we're talking about sexuality and how the online dating culture has affected it, among other things. Now, here's the conversation Jim Daly and I had with Pastor Levi Lusco. Levi is the senior pastor of Fresh Life Church in Montana. They have uh, a number of campuses, and he's written a book called Swipe Right, which dives into this topic with more detail. Uh, Levi, we covered this last time, but for those that are joining for the first time, the swipe right uh, analogy in the title of the book refers to Tinder or those type of apps. Yeah, explain it because I didn't even know it. I mean, this is sad. It's amazing to think of what's how just how quickly life's changing. When I was a kid, blockbuster video on Friday night, (laughs) you go walk and you rent a movie, you rewind it, you return it, and make sure it's not late, or you pay the fine. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. So just how much stuff is changing. And dating is changing as well. Mm. Uh, it started with, of course, the online uh, website where you'd meet people that way. Now it's just all become a mobile app. And it, you could virtually fire up in any city in America one of these apps like Tinder and find someone looking for a casual encounter by night's end. And many young people in our culture today are using these apps. They're, they're foregoing relationships. So I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm a graphic designer. I don't want a relationship. I don't want a boyfriend or girlfriend, but I want to have sex. So I'll use this app, and it makes the experience of having sex with a stranger as easy as ordering an Uber. And this is what's happening with sex in our days. It's become a mobile thing. Why do we run to that ledge so quickly? Why do we not have the sensibility to hold back and say, what is being done to us here? Why are they capitalizing on my visceral kind of deep appetite? Well, I think because it feels good in the moment. And I think we are an instant gratification obsessed culture. Everything faster. Amazon Prime takes too long, you know? And so I think we're hoping for what we want right now. We don't want to wait. We want to use a credit card to get what our parents could afford, you know, and now now we're applying that to sexuality as well. And so uh, we're not heeding the biblical wisdom that, you know, really what feels good in the moment is like the sowing of a seed. But whatever you sow, the same you're going to reap. And scripture says you have to lug what you load. And so what I want to tell people is protect your future by living carefully right now. You have to lug what you load. That's exactly right. (laughs) Man, that's a great message. Well, you think about that old tradition of hope chests. It's a beautiful thought. Parents would carve out a box for their daughter and pack it full of dishes and, you know, towels and linens. And it would kind of be this conversation like, this is going to be a blessing to you in your marriage one day. Well, the truth is all of us are packing a box that's going to sit at the foot of our bed one day. We're just not all going to like what's in there because we're going to bring our pornography addiction. We're going to bring our bad habits. We're going to bring our laziness into our marriage, and it's going to haunt us. And so I think we have to just realize that you don't get a pass on what you do when you're young. People say, oh, just get it all out of your system. I'll meet young people. Their parents even tell them, you know, get it all out of your system. You know, the bachelor party, kind of like, you know, sow your wild oats. But the truth is you don't get things out of your system by doing them. You get them into your system, and they'll be there in your system down Mm -hmm. the road to haunt you or to help you, depending on whether you live wisely or foolishly today. Yeah, and that wise and foolish uh, contest, if I could say it that way, Uh, We need to be equipped. We need instrumentation. In fact, you mentioned in the book a great analogy about the death of uh, Kennedy Jr., JFK's son. 
and he died in a plane crash. Explain how you pulled that out of the... Yeah, well, John F. Kennedy Jr. was not instrument rated, and he was flying a Piper Saratoga aircraft with his wife and his sister-in-law to Martha's Vineyard, and uh, as he took off, there was a haze, and they say that uh, at a certain point, it becomes very difficult to get your sense of up and down, where there's no visual horizon. And so as he was flying, he would have become, uh, at some point... Um, confused to where up felt like down and down felt like up. Uh, we know that when they finally found his plane in the bottom of the ocean, he was still strapped into his seat and he had never issued an emergency call. So likely uh, he hit the water thinking he was pulling up and never knew what was going wrong until he was dead. He never was worried, in other words. He huh. died calm um, because he was confused. He he didn't know how to trust his instruments, his Aircraft had instruments that could have kept that from happening, but he didn't know how to use them when it counted because he wasn't instrument rated. And I think a lot of us, we trust our feelings, but our feelings can lead us into disaster because the Bible says our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And we've all seen that person dating that guy, and we're like, he's no good for you. Why don't you see it? They don't see it because they're trusting their feelings. And when you have sex, it binds and blinds. It binds and blinds, meaning it binds you to them. The Bible says the two become one. There's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Well, so and to a- add to that, just, I mean, again, the, the physiology, it is a, there's a bonding hormone that occurs especially serotonin, for women. the happy hormone and gets it, released. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you, you make that analogy of the sticky note. Yep. Uh, explain that because it's so good. Yeah, well, the more times you stick a sticky note, the less sticky it becomes. And I think sex is that way. You know, God didn't give us these rules to like ruin our fun. The devil loves to run it up the flag like sex is my idea. You know, it's like God's like, I got the patent for that on my wall in my office. You know, <laughs> he invented it. And so he knows how to use it. We, it's funny to me, people have an attitude when they hear of God's plan for sex, which is one man, one woman, one lifetime. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That's a, a statement on sexuality so short you could tweet the thing, but there's so much in it. That's the marriage bed. That's the arena in which God wants sex to uh, be contained. Not because he doesn't want us to have fun, but because he does. Okay? So what happens is, we turn from there and, and we start using sex with everybody, uh, strangers through pornography, random person I met on Tinder, guy I met at the club, coworker, whatever. Now all of a sudden we're gluing ourselves to person after person like the sticky note. The more times you stick yourself, the less sticky it's going to become. Soon it can become difficult to achieve that lasting, meaningful bond that God wanted you to have because you've become numb on the inside. Man, I, I can feel people going, I am experiencing that. What you're saying, Levi, is exactly hmm. where I'm at in my life. Sure. I mean, I've been through four, five, six, ten guys, and it's leaving me desperate. It's well, not one, fulfilling One director me. of a sex addiction center, uh, he, he noted on the advent of Tinder and how people are now having a turnstile approach to sexuality. He said it wears down the parts of you on the inside that hope to achieve a meaningful relationship. Mm -hmm. And really, that's what the Bible tells us. You know, sin isn't bad because it's forbidden. God forbid it because it's bad. He doesn't want us to harm ourselves. Someone said, every time God says don't, you could finish it this way. Don't hurt yourself. And that's why he gave us these rules. He doesn't want you to, you know, be in a marriage bed filled with all these previous partners in your mind and, you know, racked with all these thoughts and STDs. And he has our best interest at heart. Some great reminders that God has given us the gift of sex for our enjoyment. And we have to embrace his standards to really get the most out of that relationship. 
Uh, Greg, speak to couples who don't see sex as a gift in the marriage. They, they just don't. What can they do to start growing toward a healthier perspective? We have to understand that there's something going on. If we're really not seeing this act as this incredible gift from God, then there, there's some deeper issues. So we all have a past. We've gone through experiences. Some we've chosen to, some have happened to us that absolutely will impact our sexual relationship and our marriage. So first and foremost, are we willing to keep growing, dealing with our stuff, dealing with whatever might be the underlying issue? If I experienced tremendous guilt because, you know, I had sex before marriage, it's impacting my relationship with my wife. Am I willing to deal with that? Am I courageous to go in and and sit with a, a great male Christian counselor just to process through that, to deal with that. If, if I was sexually abused, you know, there, there, there's going to be ongoing issues that, that, that I just understand and that's okay. And, and God can heal and, and I need a Christian counselor to help me work through those. So first and foremost, just a willingness to go, I'm going to keep learning and growing and dealing with the things that might be interfering with this amazing gift that God's created. And the truth is within that special gift that we're given within marriage, there's the longings that are met for each individual and really the longing to connect, the longing to be cherished, the longing to be vulnerable and intimate with another human being at that level. And often what happens when the the gift of sex isn't recognized as that gift, then if someone chooses to go towards a dating app or a hookup app, they're, they're wanting to get those deeper needs, deeper longings met in just an unrighteous way. Yeah. Well, and the same applies to pornography. Yes. Or any other uh, substitute for Absolutely. that gift of sex in the marriage. But there are far, there are far too many couples uh, where this is the elephant in the room. You know, they can't talk about it and they don't have sex. Yeah. 24% of couples, it's showing our sexless marriages. Really? 24%. And mm. we, we came upon this because time and time again, when we're at speaking at a marriage seminar, couples would come up or individuals would come up, a wife would come up and say, we're not having sex. And I, I heard that again and again and again. Mm. And then researching it, found out 24% of couples are sexless. Well, if this is an area of struggle in your marriage, bring it into the light. Give us a call. Uh, connect with one of our counselors. Go online. Use our Find a Counselor tool. We have a network of great counselors that uh, are throughout the country. And there's no doubt there's somebody nearby that you can talk to to really start um, delving into why this is a problem for you and, and how you as a couple can address it. Um, I would recommend Levi's book. We mentioned it earlier, Swipe Right. Uh, we do have that at our website as well. Make a generous donation today of any amount to Focus on the Family, and we'll send that book to you as our thank you gift for joining our support team. And then uh, please share with a friend about these podcasts, and this one in particular, if you think it might be of help to them. Well, next time, uh, Levi is going to join us again. And until then, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.